A couple was walking to the restaurant. They were wearing masks. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen that in a while. That's that's that 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 really shouldn't be that exciting. Um, I mean, I, I'm glad they are. I'm glad you're excited about it. But it's sad that that's exciting. <laughs> I just feel bad for the the kids that have to work at the coffee shop. Yeah, because they've got to be okay. Let's do a little intro. This is the part where I introduce the show? Yes. Hey, you guys, it's Secretly Timid. It's me, Megs, and I'm here with John. Hi. And special returning guest, Otieno. Hello. We're glad to have you here, sir. It is good to be here. Thank you. Not actually here, but on the show. Otieno is... In his home, which I assume is the same one in Dallas. Yes, yes. My uh, top secret undisclosed location bunker. Right. Featured song of the week is Midas by Iris Loon. That's it all I got to say. The Megan, beat you almost it. dropped, <laughs> said Joel. So, uh, I didn't realize how much garbage we got. Let's, how do I steer this ship in a different direction? <laughs> I can stop the conversation on that right now if you like. Publicists, we love all of your submissions and your press releases, and we will always listen to them. And the stuff we don't like, we won't air. Right. We do like receiving submissions. <sighs> Even the really bad ones. Because at least then we get an opportunity to make jokes about it. <laughs> Privately, not on air. Privately, not on air. We wouldn't do that because we're uh, concerned with keeping people happy and not saying anything offensive ever because that's our wheelhouse. How's it going, Otieno? Oh, you know, the, the, the phrase I've been using describe my feelings right now is probably best summed up as Cassandra-esque. Cassandra from Greek mythology, for those that are not familiar. uh, She was a woman cursed by the gods to uh, basically have the power of prophecy, but the curse part of it being, even though that arguably is a curse into itself, that no one would ever believe her. (laughs) So um, I, I, I'm the very spot that y'all are recording right now, um, many moons ago, Nan and uh, Faith and John and I got together on election night. Oh, <laughs> and we no. did our election night special. That was <laughs> and so basically, sad. yeah, and, and it went from like, okay, cool, things might be okay to like all of us making our respective doom laden prognostications for what would happen in the next four years. And um, yeah. Are you talking about 2016? I am talking about 2016. We were wearing we were wearing like costumes. It was like party hats in July. So, at one point, you thought like it's going to be fine. This isn't going to happen. We thought that you know, like, well, I personally was deeply concerned, but um, I was hopeful that despite all of that, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton would still win the election. And after 
it was clear that was not going to happen. Um, both on the podcast and privately, I made a series of very dark predictions about what was going to happen in the next four years. And that's one of the reasons why I went to EMT school and paramedic school and started working on my cardio and like going to the shooting range and like all this other fun stuff. And I'm, you know, my primary uh, 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 activist activity these days, which isn't really an activist activity, is street medicing because I literally do. You would need street medics. <laughs> was one of your predictions that over 100,000 Americans would die from a pandemic so, and people wouldn't give a shit? So I will be clear, oddly, I'm not going to say that I, yeah, I definitely did not predict pandemic in any of my models. Um, although I think it's important to note that uh, as many news media organizations have noted that the Obama administration did have pandemic in their models. And, you know, all of that data was summarily ignored and the people responsible for actually preparing for things in that capacity were fired, downsized or re- or re- reallocated. So uh, I, I, that's definitely thing was not in my models at all. But there were plenty of smart folks that it was in their models. Do you think how, do you think a lot of more a lot more people are going to die? Um, well, I mean, so I saw some still- graph that. Texas is worse off now than when this first started and everything's still yeah. opening up. I, I mean, basically, we people aren't clear on where to get tests. People aren't clear on whether they're immune or not. People are not wearing masks. Um, I saw a guy people, not wearing a mask walking yeah, to the uh, restaurant downstairs. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, I mean, of course it's going to get worse uh, because people aren't taking it seriously. You can look at, there was that cool MSNBC graphic a little while ago that had all the rest of the country's curves and how well they've been flattened after uh, they implemented various mask wearing social, social distancing policies, and ours has maintained a nice little plateau because we're not enforcing those policies consistently. So, uh, of course, it's going to get worse. Um, people are going to take it, le- now that people are getting fatigued about doing something about it, and economies are being forced open uh, to, you know, to the detriment of the, quote, essential workers that are, ironically enough, also some of the lowest paid workers we have, mm-hmm. and they don't have much political agency. Uh, or at least they're too busy working a job they can't take time off to to be able to exercise the agency they have, of course it's going to get worse. Well, as I am known for a glasses-half-full perspective, I want to remind you both that one day this will all be over because we'll be dead. (laughs) Well, I, I appreciate your glass half full perspective you were fine till the second half of that you were fine to, you could just stuck with it'll all be over look and, you once know, that happens then nothing bad can happen to us ever again i mean unless there's an afterlife and in, in a judeo-christian abrahamic point of view and we're all condemned to a lake of fire eternal suffering Come because on. we didn't accept the lord jesus christ as our personal lord and savior yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i can get on board with that I definitely am not on board with that. Yeah. So, um, once I die, I'm I'm through having uh, imaginary white dudes telling me what to do. You you would hope that after death we would all be free from having imaginary white dudes telling us what to do, but that would be the ultimate hell now, wouldn't it? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I have a I have a question for both of you. Yeah. What should we be doing to prepare ourselves? best for if and when Trump wins re-election? Because I'm starting to get nervous. What should we do? Is there any, or is there anything we can do? Uh, apart from voting, you mean like 
Like, what can we do once it's already happened? Yeah. Oh, what's the best way for us not to? Because it just seems like everything's just, the system's just rigged against Democrats. (gasps) Kitty. Oh, you need to see my new kitty. She demanded snuggles. What's the availability of cyanide pills? Do either of you guys know? (laughs) I can actually answer that question, but I'm not going to on air. Oh. It wouldn't be a pit, it'd be a natural extraction. But help a lady out. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I, I don't. I was just umming. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Oh, Otiano, do you want to hear something that I just now realized what it meant and how you'll realize that I'm a fool and I like to make fun of myself because I'm stupid sometimes. Sure, but I'll also answer your your previous question. But uh, <laughs> yes, go ahead and tell me this cool thing. So. Um, I've been donating to, to various local stuff and, and like, uh, Luca Dallas is the most recent one. And because it came up on, uh, one of the Dallas gay, uh, Instagram pages that I follow and everything said by POC, by POC. I'm thinking, wow, people really care about bisexual people of color. You are not the only person who's made that mistake. I too get excited about, oh, sweet. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, it's just actually black because they're trying to do, yeah. So I got caught by that same wait, trap. You're you not the only B-Y one. Don't feel bad. Or no, it's B I P O C. A lot of uh, uh, different organizations will say supports B I P O C. Which is, I believe what it's black, the... indigenous people of color, oh. or black and indigenous people of color. And it looks like they're saying um, by people of color, which got a lot of people yeah. to follow the category, such as myself, very excited. Yeah. But unfortunately, That's that is I not the case. That. Uh... But um, to answer your question, John, what should we do in case Trump is reelected? I'm going to expand that question a little bit because arguably, this has been my perspective, basically since like, you know, late 2017, mid 2017 is, you know, raise your hand, you know, uh, virtually or otherwise, if you think that that man is going to actually leave office under his own power if he loses. I, I mean, I think they would escort him out. I that's think. No, 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 Let no, no. Let the record show that's zero hands. That have yeah. Been well, yeah, yeah. But, but my, he my, won't my point walk is that, out. Like, He'll be escorted out. My point is that even if he is escorted out, you you saw what happened when he made his fucking speech about uh, uh, possibly doing the Insurrection Act, Rose Garden, cleared everybody out with his fucking with, with tear gas and shit in front of the White House before he made that speech. And that night was, co- I wouldn't say considerably, but notably more violent than previous nights of protests and police interactions. Um, I think that he could literally, the same way he gets folks to fucking drink bleach, the same way he gets folks to get scared and freak out, the same way he threatens bikers for Trump, the same way he low-key has been endorsing people to go out there and express their Second Amendment rights, the same way he's basically gassing up his equivalent of the red shirts or brown shirts or whatever you want to call them. I appreciate your sensitivity to what happens if he, if, um, um, if he wins, but I would argue some of those same strategies and or more intense versions of those strategies may be present for if he loses. Because even if he... They have to, the Senate has to call a sergeant of the guard to come and escort his crazy ass out of the White House. You can bet his supporters will be listening to the thing he's been talking about for the last three years, R.E. 
election uh, uh, fraud and or it was a hoax and or whatever else and either have a legal fight going up to the Supreme Court for God's know how, God's know how long and or them out in the streets enforcing their brand of justice because they feel there was a thing. You don't think there's any chance of him just resigning if he if he thought that he was going to lose? So I thought I thought that no. there's there's a small percentage that, percentage that he could be one of those kids that as soon as they're losing they flip the the game over and it's like fuck this. I didn't want to win anyway. This is stupid. I like you said OTNO. I I I think what would be most likely would be like he would have some long drawn out legal proceeding just procrastinating for as long as he can. Well, the other important thing to remember is that as soon as he is no longer given the benefit of presidential immunity, the state of New York and a couple of other spots have like stacks of documents waiting that they only can't file by virtue of his protections as president. So he literally has not just his ego to motivate him to keep that office for as long as possible, but actual possible legal ramifications waiting for him as soon as he gets out of office. So I am pretty clear in my belief that even if he does win, I'm not saying it's going to be the downfall of the Republic. I'm just saying that we're going to, if people are getting this mad about not being able to go to fucking Applebee's and get haircuts when their gods and when their gods and Savior President doesn't make it. Applebee's now? Right? That, that, that explains the new salad dressing. Um, the, the idea of them not being able to have their like white supremacist in chief in chief would make them just as if not more mad and bring more guns. So my personal suggestion to actually answer about what you would do in response to that is get involved in your local community, is to actually, because the federal government's one thing, but we as, a, we as whatever you want to call us, progressives, leftists, average citizens, whatever, don't get involved, involved enough in local government, with our local communities, in being able to exert our local power. Because yes, he can try and send the National Guard or whatever military, but the first thing he's going to try and lean on is to get governors and or states to try and crack down first yeah. and if you have uh, if you have like I, I know i know some folks in minneapolis that they haven't gone full-on chaz like they've gone in seattle but they do have barricades and fucking um uh, security not i mean securities in kellogg brown and root i mean is in like hey my next door neighbor bob has an ar and is part of the community that's interested in supporting and protecting the community and fucking walks the perimeter I'm not saying that has to be the extreme in all cases, but some kind of plan for how to take care of the people to the left and the right of you, people in your municipality, people in your neighborhood, people in your city, and actually support them. I mean, that's literally one of the larger, um, again, not to the extreme of having localized militias in any capacity, but that is one of the goals of defund the, the defund campaign is to get people more invested in protecting their own community so that every single time something goes wrong, they don't need to call up basically, you know, varying degrees of SWAT to kick down someone's door and or end someone's life, as opposed to just send a social worker or talk it out. Yeah, well, that means I'm going to have to meet my neighbors. Yeah, this is going to be a lot harder for introverts <laughs> than other people, but, you know, given that or totalitarianism, I'm definitely banking, hopefully, on folks wanting to do the former as opposed to the latter. I just discovered recently, though, that I think all of my neighbors are gay. And you're not friends with them because? Uh, competition. Competition, yeah. I don't, I mean, cause, because I'm Dueling not, swords. Yeah, I'm not really that. <laughs> well, one of them, they're not my type of gay. And so. <laughs> what does that mean? That is, that is a great song title slash Broadway musical. Or he's not my type of gay. Like that, that's, that's brilliant. They're young and they remind me of, they both look alike. 
They're both tall, skinny twinks that, that have six-pack abs because they're always These are like, coming back apartments. from running. Yes, okay. two, two apartments over, and they're a couple. And they remind me of... Uh, they live in a... Yeah, they remind me of that of Julia Louis-Dreyfus from Christmas Vacation. You know, that uppity yeah. couple? Don't say uppity. The, the yuppies. The yuppies. Yeah. They're yuppies. yuppies. The- They're yuppies gay. They're definitely... Yuppies. They're definitely... Grinder, no black, no femme. Oh boy. Yeah, they seem, you know. What? That's a that's a thing that that people say. It's they're not racist. It's just a preference, Megan. And their doormat is something like, "I hope you brought wine." I'm just like, God, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Karen doesn't live there. <laughs> they're they're two Karens. Oh. Two Kais. Do what's, they get haircuts the, at Applebee's? It's a gay equivalent. One of them does have a bleach blonde. Corona, do wait. See, how do you sorry, know this about them? Like, do they say that, or you saw them on Grinder? This I didn't have not seen them on Grinder. This is all just me putting stuff on them. Okay, I mean, it does. Make they could for be perfectly fine people. This is all my my uh, uh, my preconceived notions. And of you these got two it gentlemen. from their doormat. I got it from their doormat. I got it from uh, walking by them in the hallway. And that's it. <laughs> and you walked by and you heard them say very quickly. Uh, no beans, no rice. No beans, no rice. No. <gasps> that's awful. I've literally seen that on a, on, on a grinder profile before. What literally. does that mean? I, I'm pretty sure. No I Asians, no Mexicans. It. Yeah, that's awful. Hold on a second. Lots of countries have dishes that are based with beans and rice. So tell me, why would you put that on your list of preferences on a grinder profile <laughs> if it's a matter of food? Because there's entirely other ways to render your food preferences. Yeah. So People you are said, racist. You said no what, no femme? I'm, I used to, I'm used to seeing no blacks, no femmes. Or I've seen that oh. before. And they'll always say, oh. usually, I'm not racist, it's just a preference. And by femmes, they don't mean ladies because that's implied, right? Yes. Like, no women. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, let's have a black. <laughs> Just making sure here. Huh. But, but <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> I'm making sure. Oh, I'm gonna can I use that? I've also seen like okay. nobody yeah. over twenty five and I'm like, uh, baby boy, that's not gonna last very long. You're gonna have to keep on up because you're gonna get older. I don't know, little Justin does okay. <laughs> <laughs> well Justin looks like he's fifteen. Yeah, he does. He looks like a little baby guy. Oh, and uh um the new thing on Grinder since um, the social or this the recent developments in our society is a uh, little twink. Do you know what a twink is? Yes. Okay, twinks reaching out to uh, to black men on Grinder and Scruff and all this stuff, and being very cringeworthy and saying stuff like, "I just want you to know that I see you and I'm listening." Oof. Or wait, what? I I didn't follow that. What's happening? Strangers are messaging black men okay and white twinks oh, specifically to let them know that they're cool that they're down yeah well this one guy was like i will <sighs> i know this isn't makeup for slate uh, if, if this is not verbatim this is for my memory but it's one of those profiles where like i don't know if this is fake or not but it's kind of uh just funny if you like dark humor um saying i know it doesn't make up for slavery but i'll suck any black <laughs> 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 
I'm just going to go ahead and let people know, know by now, since this is a audio medium, that I am face palming so hard, I think I may actually reach my occipital bone. I got to uh, find the one with the twink that he, so he's, the first thing he does, he sends a, a shirtless photo and then the message behind, underneath it is like, I just want to let you know that I see you and I'm listening and I'm just like, cringe. Uh, <laughs> that's not funny, but the one that you said before <sighs> that is a little bit funny, right? Like, I just use my mouth. <laughs> no questions asked. It's it's a sweet offer. You have to admit. Uh, yeah, that that reminds me of a um, a friend of mine once showed me a very interesting message board. I may have mentioned this before, um, and and I, I want to find it again so badly. I have to go digging through various corners of the internet to find it. But it was. So, so as I mentioned before, I think porn shows us some of our deepest, darkest, most interesting inclinations in a way that like it's anonymized data and or it to some degree. So people do what they want to do and the industry responds to what people want. And it's interesting to watch what the industry produces based on what their perceived or actual reads are on what we as consumers want. So hence why you have so much porn ch- targeted toward straight white dudes and lesbian porn that isn't actually for lesbians and fun stuff like that. But along those lines, uh, when, when it comes to uh, – shit, I lost my train of thought because I got so distracted by all the other myriad parts of how jacked up porn is. Oh, God. Deepest, what are we talking about again? Darkest corners again? Of the Deepest, darkest corners of the human mind and – Psyche, porn – gay dudes oh right that's what it was so basically as you um for those of you who surf porn may notice there's a whole lot of interracial porn out there and predominantly interracial porn is not black women and white men although that does exist in uh, in some parts of the internet there's a whole bunch more of huge black dudes and tiny white girls which is interesting the titles are usually horrible yeah, they are. They use the term bull a great deal, which makes me want to throw my fucking laptop across the room. Um, but Woman the destroyed other thing, by BBC. Well, BBC is, okay, fine, sure. I don't care for the term, but whatever. But the bull thing is legit, like, I will fucking choke you out. But um, the other interesting thing is, this to reference that weird corner of the internet I found, uh, it's a message board that consisted entirely of straight white dudes that like to suck off black dudes. And they were just like, I don't know why. It's just better for some reason. And like, I'm not gay, but like, for some reason, I really like this. And it just, I mean, to me, it just screams like, y'all need to have serious sit down conversations with how you actually feel about the life, the lives that black folk lead and or reparations or whatever else. Because it sounds like you're trying to act out something you're not even clear that you're acting it out. That's also tinged with like whatever homophobia complexes you have that like I'm also really... not racist watch I'll show you <laughs> yeah exactly exactly there's like there's a lot of stuff you're working through right there that like you probably should see a therapist about if you want to suck dick sure that's fine but like the way you're framing this seems like you're avoiding some pretty obvious possibilities that you really should probably negotiate with a therapist <laughs> have we have we moved past the grinder white activism because I found I found the post if you want me to read some of these since we're apparently maintaining our trend of uh, uh, talking about mostly penises, continue. Oh, we do. Okay, uh, Megan can see the photo. That's the twink that I was talking about. Uh, this is how it goes. Grinder interaction. Hey, man, just wanted, just wanted to know that I see you and I support you and I'm listening. I guess that's nice, but it's unsolicited and kind of weird. This other yeah. one, uh, I feel like during these times, I should come over and give you whatever you want sexually. <sighs> 
That sounds like it's more for him than anybody this, else. Exactly. This my point. one is yeah. Glory yeah. Hole Open. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. sorry about this racism shit. Please use my white mouth. When glory holes uh, are, are not open, does somebody put like a like a little cover over it or something so you can't get through it? Like, well, what one of my questions glory, about glory holes is what do you do if a penis you don't like doesn't look clean or safe or you just don't like it? Maybe it's... You wash that shit. You literally like a bucket of soap and water. Really? <laughs> I was wondering if you just I, slap I, I have it no away. Idea. Honestly, I'm just wildly speculating. Just slap it. Okay, this is the one that I was talking about. Slap this is, it away. This is, no. This is the profile. This isn't actually any sort of conversation. Um, but the, the title or the name on Grindr is BJ's for BLM. Wow. <laughs> this is what it says. 26-year-old white, white boy. That's not, that's not really a boy. That's, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Giving DL apology BJs to the black community as a token of apology on behalf of white people. I know it doesn't oh come close to God. making up anything, but it's my personal way of apologizing. Hashtag attack Black Lives Matter. You know, I mean, so, so I, I, I'm, I'm really conflicted about that. Because on the one hand, I'm not going to say I'm going to give him a call, but I'm conflicted <laughs> in the sense that like... But what is his number, just as an aside? Just, just out of here, no. Uh, I'm conflicted because on the one hand, at least... Oh, well, no, let me back up a little bit. Because it really has little to do with actually doing anything. It has to do with alleviating guilt. It has nothing to do with actually mm -hmm. desiring any kind of yeah. systemic change. It has nothing to do with trying to seed and or destroy the social construct that is whiteness, which would actually solve the problem. It has everything to do with helping them feel like they did something and got a yeah. little... Got their rocks off in the process, which is so. You remove my, or please disregard my earlier statement of being conflicted. No, it's 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 just y'all just trying to feel better about some fucked up shit. That's it. What if his <laughs> kink is social, quote unquote, activism? What's <laughs> uh, also then, this weird thing, like like assuming that people would even want that, you know? There was there's, there's been a couple of websites, non kink related, that literally were like. You know, buy a black person a drink or a meal or whatever. Hashtag reparations. And I don't it's just know like, that I would ever start a sentence with buy a black person if that were my <laughs> message. <laughs> dot, yeah, dot, that's, dot. that's definitely probably the wrong set of phrasing to go about. And hopefully I'm paraphrasing and that's not what they actually used. But regardless, the point remains that, you know, nobody wants to, I mean, from, from politicians down to the street level, you know, and again, to bring up the... Um, defund the police thing people get terrified because wait you would actually change things in a way that may actually cause change <laughs> it's it, it's everybody's freaking out about literally when things are as foundational as they are we've been okay okay i'm about to start a rant so i'm gonna back away from that but my point is that yeah we, it needs to be much deeper just you know getting me some fucking wendy's sorry hashtag reparations oh whatever yeah it starts at the grassroots level otiano Found, forget the grass, we're talking fucking bedrock. Grass ain't got shit to do with it at this point. So what was it like? I mean, the, people are still demonstrating today, aren't they? I saw last week there was a demonstration in Denton. I, I don't think they're stopping at all. Just no. Like the coverage is stopped. Yeah. Exactly. I, I was at one yesterday in downtown Dallas um, uh, and one the previous Saturday in downtown Dallas. And I'm pretty sure that things are going to continue until again, we actually see long-term uh, change. And... As per your statement, John, the news cycle is going to dictate what we do and do not focus on in that capacity. I mean, people are burned out in coronavirus. People are burned out in protesting. So, well, not entirely, but the, but the, um, the news cycle is tired of covering, I should say, not burned out on. 
And so we're going to see whatever the next big thing is pop up here pretty soon. The new cycle lasts usually about two, two and a half weeks before we decide we need something shinier. So unless something ridiculous happens again, like someone else, like the protesters getting go, going bigger or going home or some other catastrophe. Well, I mean, an they, unarmed black yeah. man was killed in Georgia. Atlanta. Friday, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They, uh, the Wendy's got torched last night, from what I understand. And uh, again, uh, and the, the police chief resigned, but still, that ain't doing shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm personally waiting for more of this Antifa dumbassery to continue. continue. Um, insofar as the way people are conflating and or inflating that. But this is all, I don't know if, we, uh, if you guys are still doing freeform whatever things. It's all kind of caveated about y'all, about y'all asking me how I was doing. I haven't asked either of you how you're doing. <laughs> did you tell us how you were doing? <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. Sort of. Well, I mean, I'm... Megan, how are you doing? I'm doing an okay. Congratulations on not dying, by the way. Thank you very much. Well, I don't know. Ah, shit. You opened this up. <laughs> True, but I'm still maybe, glad you did that. Maybe that was my chance, you know? <laughs> and I just didn't take advantage of it. Um, I'm fine. I'm, my voice is a little fucked up, but that is unrelated to... The plague. Um, I don't know what it's related to other than like mucus. Um, I'm doing all right. Mm, I hate my job. <laughs> I hate your job I'm too. I'm glad to yeah. see some things have not changed in that capacity, yeah. but at least you're gainfully employed. Yes, that's true. I'm, I am grateful for it, even though I, it, it hurts me. And you probably hate this Literally. job less than you hate your last job, right? Oh my God, yeah, that one was that was a that was a cartoon of a job that didn't even seem like a job. Um, this one is just this one I'm just not well suited for. It's not necessarily the problem of the job. It's a it's a Meg's problem. Fair enough. Um, and I bought a house. Congrats. Thank you. Um. And everything is fine, which is really <laughs> all I can hope for. Does uh does uh is CBD still gainfully employed? Dude, I don't fucking know, and I hadn't thought about that dude until just now. Um, I'm glad to hear that. That's good. That's good news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe so because nobody wants to work in that office, so, and no one's gonna hire him in a different department. So I believe he is still there, but couldn't tell you for certain well at least you're not for at least you're not subjected to him on a regular basis anymore that's, that's good yeah there's no uh there isn't anyone that i work with now that i don't like so that's all right congratulations thanks are you still doing the same thing i'm still doing the same thing just doing it from my house now which means i have to redouble my efforts to not start to pick up weight because i'm literally like I don't leave my house except for to get provisions or to fucking go to protests and stuff. So, right. Do you find it difficult uh, to remain on task when we're working from home? Oh I my do. fuck yes! I have to, I have my cats laying there in sunbeams, all like, "Don't you wish you could be napping like this, napping like this, napping like this?" It's and then um, also I tend to work better when other people around me are working. So yes. I, I, I've had a couple of times when like I will literally Zoom chat. Um, uh, friends or coworkers, just to have them like I can look up and see them working in the background. Even if they have to talk, but just to like have somebody else also 
ideally engaged in some kind of tack, tack, tackety, tack, tack computer work, and you can occasionally look over and be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Back to work, back to work, yeah. back to work. You know, it's, like a, having that, it's like accountability or something. Yeah, accountability buddy synergy and shit. Like, it, it, it genuinely helps. Uh, so I've been trying to do that fairly often with, with a couple of local friends. Oh, right. How about you, John? Do you have difficulty remaining on task when working from home? No. This is your wheelhouse, man. Yeah, I still, I mean, I still carry the same schedule that I had before. I still wake up, feed the cats, take a shower, put on clothes, and then I just start to work. And so if I, if I don't have that routine, I'm not like one of those people who are like, I'm still in my pajamas. Like, I still act like I'm going into the office, even though the office is just now my living room. Hmm. And I've had no trouble. I've, I actually, I feel like I'm more productive if I'm working from home than working from the office. Oh. And I had to talk with my boss because sometimes I would work overtime on the weekends. In fact, once I get off this, I'm going to be working overtime for a different department. Uh, but I told her, I was like, I feel like I'm more productive on Saturday by myself than I am like during Monday through Fridays because I get, you know. Nobody bothers you. Yeah. I get instant messages. I get emails that I've got to respond to and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, if you want, you could just, you know, work, you know, your Friday hours on Saturday. So, you know, I'm going to think about that. But no, I, it's been fine for me. Hmm. I enjoy it better, to be perfectly honest. Um, but locally, what I, I have been doing... Uh, OTNO, the next door app, and Megan, mm-hmm. it has been hilarious. Frisco oh, I'm sure it has been. Has just been flipping it shit, and it's all by zip code line. Like my zip codes, you, more like the younger people were. You know, I I consider you know we're we're not hungry, we're not super super rich, but we're not hungry, and so we're all cool. Like where's the because we had we actually had a a. Uh, protest over in El Dorado that was like sanctioned by the city with escorts you know that's how we do it in Frisco and but the other zip code uh that by the lake the really wealthy people were flipping out and talking about Antifa and Tifa and Tifa and then my zip code were responding to them like are you a fascist because if you're not a fascist you shouldn't worry about the anti-fascist and you know correcting like because somebody was spraying around some twitter message from Antifa where it was like we're coming for you and they're like oh freaking out and they're like Antifa is not an organization Antifa does not use Twitter so um, so that happened and the most recent one is uh, the mayor of Frisco is getting his balls squeezed from both sides and it's kind of sweet to watch uh, because they had a, a town hall planned for Monday uh, on race relations and the police which all sorts of blew up on the comments of people sharing personal experience. Um, like, uh, and one, they were like, my daughter, who's white, had her black friend driving her car. They got pulled over, and the police officer took them out of the car, uh, wrestled him to the ground, like everybody's sharing all their experiences, mixed in with conservatives telling the mayor, we're going to vote you out and get a real conservative. So it's... Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And uh, there was uh, so much interest in it that they've now limited the in-house seating uh, using the coronavirus as an excuse. And people immediately called shit on, uh, bullshit on that because they're like, when we were marching with you, you didn't have a mask on. So, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the virtual town hall tomorrow at 5 and just be like... <laughs> This is going to be interesting. What are the conservatives conserving? Empathy or? 
shit. Uh, they're, they're conservating the currently extant power structures. What's well, huh. interesting, though, this has been really, really... Frisco has been um, interesting to watch because the mayor, before all this happened, was a Trump supporter. I don't know where he is now. I don't know if he did one of these things where he's like reading the room and thinking, uh-oh, you know, sides are changing because all of a sudden he's, you know, said Black Lives Matter and honoring diversity in Frisco and blah, 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 blah. And some of the people are now supporting him. The people that were supporting him are now not support- supporting him and accusing him of being a rhino. So, I mean... A rhino? Yeah. Is that like a bear? <laughs> A rhino is a Republican in name only. Oh. <laughs> what about the H? Doesn't rhino have an H in it? <laughs> so it's just it's just been, you know. <laughs> you just keep your hand there for the rest of the show because you're going to have to do it again. It, it's going to keep happening, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, the Antifa thing is is grating on me for a lot of reasons and not just the usual like obvious red herring can't you guys fucking pay attention type reasons um so what what does someone who's in antifa look like like when people are just like antifa's coming i saw antifa yeah, antifa's over even, here antifa's over there i don't even think antifa fucking exists to be perfectly well, honest i mean i know they do in some states but sometimes i wonder if they're just agitators that are using that because they know that it scares people i think they have like like fork tongues long nails and horns i always think like white people with dreadlocks <laughs> so so here's the deal insofar as i know unless you're literally hoisting the flag or the, the, the black and red, or doing the three arrows thing, or any of a small set of other symbols, which most people wouldn't do because whatever. Point is that the, the thing that conservatives use is they think of black block Antifa folk. You know, the ones who, who say, hey, we are here, the ones that like break storefronts and stuff. Okay? The ones like in so, Portland? Yeah, and, and not just in Portland, but yes, that is, that is what a lot of that that's the conservative boogeyman that they think of is black block antifa but they but they're usually coming out of a reaction for something else this is that's that's point number one it's not in a vacuum they're not bored and want to break shit it's you know like the boys are coming so we're gonna come and we're going to you know there's not enough fascism you guys what are we gonna do so but but this is the point though in order to dress like antifa in quote all you have to do is get a fucking black hoodie and some black pants and some black shoes or boots and run around and break shit. And everybody is going to say you're Antifa regardless of what any of your actual affiliation and motivations are. Period. There is no actual battle flag banner in every single case in Minneapolis, in Pittsburgh, in Portland, whatever else, when people talked about outside agitators coming in to break stuff or rioters doing whatever stuff, it was either some generic person who looks like anybody the fuck else breaking stuff because rioting is rioting, you know, uprising is uprising, or, hey, look at these people in black hoodies and black shirts and black whatevers. They must be Antifa because they went to the store and bought a bunch of black shit. Mm-hmm. And then when some of them get caught and they're actually investigated via the FBI or whatever other local organizations, they are found to have no ties whatsoever to anything vaguely resembling Antifa. So it's literally not only 
entirely facetious insofar as chasing ghosts about who Antifa actually is or what they're doing in that capacity. But that has not stopped the U.S. government, specifically the, the president and his, and, and his cronies, from screaming about them from the rooftops. And to, to, and, and to both of your earlier points, the idea that they are terrified of an organization whose sole founding point was a Hitler quote. The Hitler quote being, if they had stopped us earlier in, in the very infancy, if they had killed us in the cradle, we would not have succeeded. So Antifa, after World War II, in Spain and a bunch of other places were pretty much like, okay, so if that's what they believed, we're going to pay attention. And we're going to be on the streets before the cops are, before whoever else is, to beat the shit out of any Nazi-adjacent folk that we see. That's where it came from. So the idea that the current administration is scared of people whose sole founding point is to crush young fascist movements before they grow the fuck up should be terrifying everyone. Antifa kills babies. That's what I heard you say. Fascist babies, exactly. <laughs> it's like wearing Metaphorically, a, uh, a red shirt and uh, khakis to Target. Yeah, yeah, apparently They're there's a bunch of red shirts at Target. Leave them alone. Somebody did. I, I wasn't even wearing a red, red shirt, and somebody thought I worked at Target. Yep. Months ago, they're like, "Hey, do you know where blah blah blah?" And I was like, "I don't work here." John, I need you to know that that wasn't your fault. <laughs> it was funny though. But yeah, but also to add one further point to my statement, um, it is also a deeply problematic and long-standing trope that whenever uh, there is some kind of uprising of some kind of, of the citizenry. Somebody brings up outside agitators as being the folks that are breaking shit, which ends up divesting the uh, protesters or agitators of their agency and being like, no, actually, we tried all the regular means. We tried going to city council meetings. We tried voting. We tried being nice and lining up how we're supposed to line up and conforming to your rules. And you still fucking stepped on our necks. So we're going to make it more clear to you how mad we are. And, and, and I mean, and so I don't know if you guys have talked about this or discussed the fact that this is not the first time this has happened. The last time the Insurrection Act was invoked was during the fucking uh, Rodney King uh, uh, shit in Los Angeles. See any similarities? You we know, may or, have or, talked about that if we had known about it, but we don't know about it. Fair, fair enough. But that's, I mean, that's I know the about that, Rodney King, but yes, go on. Yeah, but that's the last time the Insurrection Act was invoked. That thing that Trump's been playing with that Tom Cotton wants him to enact by that shitty New York Times profile to basically send U.S. troops, not National Guard, into the streets. The last time that was invoked was by the first Bush during the Rodney King riots. Uh, or I, I call them riots and uprisings interchangeably, but the point is people were pissed for a damn good fucking reason. Um, and every single time we've had to deal with um, the police or the National Guard or whoever else being summoned almost every single time um, has been the direct result of us still not solving, uh, dealing with America's greatest sin. 2001, Cincinnati. Fucking 1967, the entirety of the 60s and in the civil rights era, uh, the last time New York was put on fucking um, curfew was I think in 1931 or 21 over again, the police killing an unarmed black citizen. It's literally been the thing that makes us freak out like this. And we still have not figured out that's trying to solve the problem by sending a bunch of folks out there to fucking crack skulls isn't going to, I, I mean, so what are we supposed to do? Get angrier, get louder. It's nice that the protests actually have like a whole sea of white faces out there. This is one of the first times in history that's happened to the degree that it's happening. But none of the news organizations outside of like on the media, I think, are actually putting this that I've seen in historical context. This happens again. And, or, or, or the, the uh, Kerner Commission 
the last time the U.S. government took seriously the idea of addressing these riots, uh, this is just before Martin Luther King was assassinated, but just after, I think, the Watts riots in Chicago. They literally got together a bunch of senators, local business, a uh, 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 well-regarded businessman, and an NAAC member who went to uh, NAACP member who went through various uh, states that were having these uh, uprisings and tried to figure out, well, why is this happening? I don't know. <laughs> and they reached a list of conclusions that explicitly stated, yeah, and they even used this language. I'm going to miss the quote a little bit, but they said something along the lines of, white neighborhoods are drawing a noose around black communities. They very specifically chose that language, evoking lynching in that capacity to make clear how, how, fucked, this up, how, how fucked up this is and how long it's been going on. And LBJ didn't do shit about it. He basically ignored the entirety of that commission's findings. And that, and if you read the Kerner Commission's findings now, a lot of that echoes um, a lot of the police reform that not necessarily full-on defunding, but it does talk about putting money towards a number of inner-city communities, education, jobs, all this other stuff that, again, we've entirely ignored. So whenever someone says talks about targets or gets mad about anything about like, well, why do they have to keep, well, maybe if you listened the first fucking two, over the last 200 years, we wouldn't be stuck where we are right now. A program that I watched this morning talked about, um, you know, they were talking about defunding the police and, and saying, you know, that money goes, should go to different programs because we don't need to have armed people in situations. And they even talked about uh, a whole new organization being created to just to deal with something as simple as traffic stops like the police shouldn't be doing that they shouldn't be armed you know because because you were caught speeding or changing lanes or besides the fact that most of those traffic infractions they say are actually more fishing ep- expeditions on them trying to find mm-hmm. some other stuff trying uh, to find drugs or whatever else yeah but it's also kind of sad that too many people are are focused on the the title defund the police and not what it actually means. Exploring <laughs> what that actually means, or just focused on the title. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and or missing the fact that like okay, we and, and this is the thing we've, we've discussed before. Um, we as a society are punished and are, are punished are focused entirely too much on, on on punishing people for various transactions or, or or infractions, as opposed to, you know, hey, you stole bread. Yeah, I stole the bread. Well, why? Um, okay, you're, yeah, you know, why? Were you hungry? Do you need bread? I'll give you some fucking bread. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you have a job? Oh, you can't find a job. Oh, no one's hiring because your name is Jamal. Okay, cool. Oh, oh look, the only jobs you can get are shitty jobs at the fucking burger flipping joint over here because no one's going to, because you don't give an opportunity to get education that allow you to get a better job. Or the burger joint is not giving you fucking 15 bucks an hour, which would make fucking sense. Or there's a whole host of other ways to we're investing so much money, time, effort, and resources. I mean, this is that entire jail to prison pipeline, or sorry, um, a school to prison pipeline. I'm just like, oh look, when you give someone a shitty education, raised in shitty circumstances, subject to environmental racism, and or basically, oh like uh, Freddie Gray, okay, his family uh, basically was receiving uh, money before they got swindled out of it. Long story there. Uh, because they were all victims of lead poisoning because all the black families, not all the black families, a large portion of the black families in Baltimore live in a side of town that's chock full of fucking lead paint. So there's literally all these payments that people were, were issued as a result of them being forced to live in these places where they were exposed to all this lead, which of course decreases one's cognitive abilities, it's absolutely irreversible, etc., etc., etc. So you have someone where the symptoms of that are poor impulse control, inability to um, uh, um, uh, understand concepts beyond a certain level, and... Uh, you know, anger issues, 
And then all of a sudden you place them in an environment where when they respond in accordance with those disabilities to being exposed uh, exposed to violence and stress in the form of police, what the fuck else do you think is going to happen? Especially when the police think they can get away with that kind of shit afterwards. It's setting up people for failure and then punishing them for failing as opposed to creating situations where they're less likely to fail. So moving the money from punishing to failure, punishing for failure, to, hey, we're going to make sure you're less likely to fail is just common fucking sense. But because we spent years watching, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and fucking whoever else uh, in 80s cop films think that waving around a gun and shooting somebody in the face is the best way to solve a problem, that's what we're trained to believe. Well, that we're also trained to, at least some people like me, are trained to believe that the cops are the good guys, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And in any sort of police... Like law and order, those are supposed to be the good guys. And uh, that's obviously not the case. It's an old and tired trope. And as I've said many times before, people, your brain cannot tell the difference between a television show and reality in the way it incorporates that data. The way, when, you, when you say the word police to somebody, a whole aggregation of thought concepts come into the fore, and a large number of them are inspired not by or inspire, it's a combination of your personal experience with the police and what you've seen police do. And so much of that, for a lot of people, is going to be 80s cheesy action movie tropes and Officer Friendly, who you know maybe gave them an ice cream cone or whatever, versus that motherfucker that had their fucking knee on my neck because you know I, I didn't have my license on me that, that, that day or some bullshit like that. So it's, yeah, you, you're informed by your experiences, virtual or otherwise. So what was it like at the... What was your experience like at the protests? Um, I personally, I really hate going to protests. Um, not, not in the sense that I don't believe in the cause, but in the sense that like, I have a hard time being there and not doing something more than just yelling and marching. Not to say that yelling and marching are ineffectual or, ineffe- or a bad idea, people shouldn't do it. I just know that I personally would have a hard time exerting the kind of control I would need to to not like lose my shit. So I need to have something to focus on. And in my case, um, it's focusing on making sure everybody's got water or if God knows something awful happens, getting them out of danger or uh, treating injuries or something along those lines. I'm, I, I feel much more effective when I'm able to focus on helping other people directly. And so, but the, the feeling tone of the protest was pretty, pretty chill, honestly. I think that DPD kind of got their hands smacked after that bridge incident a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And so they've been, I mean... Um, I didn't see anybody in fucking armor or anything. Um, they were pretty laid back. They didn't really directly interact with anybody that I saw. Um, it was very much like a, a, a hands-off policy as long as folks stayed in the route. And people would like – there's a couple of pauses where they would like stop and like kneel and or give a speech or whatever else. And uh, But things were pretty chill. There was a – we got a report in the scanner of there being some kind of shooter situation. But apparently that was a false flag or – um, I haven't seen anything about it in the news afterwards for the protest yesterday, but again, largely it's been, <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was a moment where this, so, uh, we stopped at one of the parks downtown and, and um, somebody from one of the uh, local activist organizations was speaking and they noticed somebody in the crowd, this salt and pepper white dude with his fucking like, um, Hank from King of the Hill belly chilling on a shirt that said, White Lives Matter too, <gasps> at the protest, like just chilling, like 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 it's gonna be cool. It was laundry and, and day. You can see the, <laughs> I mean, like the size of this dude's genitals. I mean, just like I don't even understand, like why you and and, it, and rest assured, it did not go unnoticed. The guy who was speaking was like, and and 
I just want to call everybody's attention. This motherfucker, right? <laughs> and almost immediately, he had like 20 people around him, like getting in his face, like, are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> and I don't know if dude was trying to get his ass beat because he gets off on that kind of shit, or if he really thought he was supporting the cause by saying White Lives Matter too, or they whatever were else. A but... porno. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, uh, um, you know, uh, white man takes on 20 BBCs, I guess, was the mm. porno. But. I will have you know that I saw an Italian gangbang that was actually very respectful to the woman in charge. <laughs> it was. I, I'm, Are you okay? Honestly. Are you comfortable? I find that, Do you need a pillow? I find that a lot of... No, I'm not going to talk about gangbangs right now. My point is <laughs> that um, the man was escorted unscathed off the property, as far as I can tell. Uh, some of the uh, um, uh, protest marshals, coordinators, whatever, basically walked over and... I, I don't know if the crowd was going to beat his ass. I'm surprised that, I mean, I personally, you know, I, I, I definitely felt a uh, certain affinity to the idea, but I was not interested in, in, in hurting anybody that day uh, or any other day I don't have to for that matter. I'm glad that he managed to escape unscathed, but I'm just marveling at, like, to go out there by yourself. He didn't have anybody with him. He didn't have backup. He didn't have a dog. He didn't have a wife. He didn't have, like, six dudes with him. Dude went to a... Black Lives Matter protest by himself wearing that shirt and thought it would be cool. What like, if he was I, a foreign exchange student and his classmates tricked him? Maybe, or he thought like, or, or somebody said, hey, they'll really like this. You should wear this shirt or something. I don't even understand. But I'm glad he's okay. I hope he learned his fucking lesson, but somehow I doubt it. Yeah, you know he didn't learn. Yeah, God's give me the power of a mediocre middle-aged white dude. The the, the power, the self-assurance, and the and the confidence of a mediocre middle-aged white dude. Are we middle? We're middle-aged now. We are. We are. We, we are. Not say that anymore because it makes me feel bad. I'm still sexy though. I'm worried. You know what though? If we get those cyanide pills, we're past middle age. I don't want to. I mean, I would have to like give myself an enema first because I don't like the part where when you die, you shit yourself. <laughs> That's what you're worried about. Yes. <laughs> you, you do realize that, like, like your it's just it's a muscle relaxation. So I don't like it, it. it's very difficult to purge all of that. I mean, I'm sure that like you do your fleets and so on. Yeah, still, I will like, squirt, squirt, squirt until the crystal crystal clear water comes out, and I'll be like. By I'm the ready. way, what what brand of bidet do you have? Uh, tush. Tushy or Tush, Tushy. Tushy. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I, I. Oh God, I forgot the name of mine. It's not a Toto. It's not a um, st- uh, uh, U.S. standard. What the fuck is the brand? All I know is I love that thing. That's what I. I mean, basically, I, for some bizarre reason, I got a fucking Trump check. I don't know if you guys got fucking Trump oh, checks yeah. or whatever. Call it Corona Cash. Yeah, I, yeah, it's better than call it Trump check. Thank you. Um, I was legit mad that I got mine because, like, apparently the, the yeah, they should have had the. The, 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 high most, the highest level of donation, much lower, I think. And I don't know. I, I spent it on you know, donations to wherever organizations, family that needed cash, and I spent the last of it on my fucking bidet. So, yay. <laughs> um, here's a question I've been meaning to ask, John, but I guess I can ask the both of you now. Do guests use bidets also, or is it just for the... You can use it. It's the, just uh, water. <laughs> Primary. There's no direct contact between the mechanical plastic and or metal bits and someone else's bits, so it's yeah. literally just a water jet. Okay. You should try it. It's pretty awesome. 
I've thought about it. <laughs> also, also bear in mind that for most of the days there are gender settings for people that mm-hmm. have female parts. So there's literally a, um, the, the, the uh, nozzle will adjust and there's different buttons for it for like, hey, I pooped or hey, I'm a lady and I peed. It's like when someone drives your car and then you have to put the seat back where it goes like, <laughs> like how upset would you be, John, if, if I adjusted it for my lady bits and then didn't put it back where it went? <laughs> well, okay. So I'm to answer that, there, there are two like separate that. buttons. The nozzle presets in different locations. And if you have a fancy bidet, you can do personal preference settings. Like mine has a little adjustment that goes forward or backwards. Yeah. So when I sit down, it knows uh, I, I press the me the, the, the first button for the one of the four settings. It's, oh, yeah, it's you. And it adjusts to my preferences. The so water, it's, it's the temperature that I like, the pressure that I like. you're using it, though. That's not part of it. Oh, I've got a question. <laughs> that sounds all right. Do you still use toilet paper? I was going to ask you I that. use. I, okay, so I use a tiny bit to blot up the water. Yeah. Mine has a hand. Mine has it. Mine has an air dryer, but it's not a hundred percent effective, which is fine. The air dryer is still nice. Oh, so, you got a fancy yeah. one. I, I got a really rudimentary one. How much is this fancy one? Uh, mine was like two and some change. Wow. Yeah, mine was like sixty bucks. Huh. <laughs> I do think it's, it's so so barbaric that. We use toilet paper. To- well, you're supposed to just use that, and then you you have like a rag that you dry your hole off with. But some like you have to. How gross can we get? How graphic can we? Are get? you kidding? To use the least <laughs> amount of toilet paper, you what I do is like you turn the water on, and then you reach back and kind of like with your hand, kind of like you know. Move the stuff out of the the way. Stuff out there, and then um, use a little bit of toilet paper and dry it, and then wash your hands, and you're good to go. Because I don't want to have like a rag, even if there's no like poo on it. Mm -hmm. I don't want like a poo rag just hanging out, even if you know. I literally use two squares of toilet paper. What 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 I poo now? Because literally, again, for for me, uh, mine's got a pretty powerful jet. I keep it turned up to like not the highest setting, but pretty close to the highest setting. Yeah, nice warm water. It's got a little, it's got a little, it's got a little massage setting where it moves back and forth with like wow 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 wow, which is pretty awesome. And so it does that deal. And then when it when it it finishes that, the dry the the dry function starts automatically in about in about five or six seconds. So so that I'm not having warm poo air wafted up to me, I flush as soon as it as soon as it finishes. With the wash, with 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 the wash setting, pat dry, and that's usually just as the dryer kicks in. I would, I mean, I just want to get just a Japanese toilet. Oh, those are expensive. They're super expensive. Japanese Honestly, products. all you need is just the lid. Every single Japanese toilet, it's just the lid. You can go to the Toto site, which is the pr- uh, premier Japanese seller of bidets, and um and and get just the toilet seat lid. And uh, the two options are basically the electronic ones that heat the water via an arc of electricity, so you need to plug that in someplace. Or the ones that actually pull the hot water connection off of your sink. So you, you may need to drill a hole someplace or run a line running from the sink hot water to the toilet. And that can be dependent upon distance and whatever else. What powers your bidet? Just, Just water. the water? Generally water pressure, but in the case for the ones with the heated water, yeah. that's when you'll run into either you, you want to use electricity or hot water from someplace else. There are also cold water bidets. There are some that are literally just a hose that you put on your toilet line. There's <laughs> going to be cold water. It depends on – I mean there's a thousand levels and tiers of bidet badassery. Yeah, mine is just a thing where you just hook it up to the water supply. Sounds like there's a learning curve involved here. Once you, once you get it installed, I basically press a button and wipe. That's it. There's yeah. no learning curve. Huh. Make sure that your ass is on that toilet though before you turn it on, because if not, it will squirt your wall. 
Mine's got a sensor. It only works if it's if it's something on if it's a butt on the toilet. Mine certainly does not, because the first thing I was like, I wonder what it's like, and then. <laughs> so you don't want to leave your butt wet, though. So you, that's what you use the toilet paper for. It's just drying that off. Toilet paper is only for drying my butt. I no longer use it for anything else, unless I cut myself shaving or whatever. I mean, to think about it, like there's this really, there's this really nasty fucking, um, I think there's a Business Insider video on YouTube where it's just like, it had this woman, it had this this uh, this woman with a little Barbie doll, and she's like, let's say you step in dog poo outside. It has a little Barbie doll like stepping in some chocolate chocolate fudge. <laughs> it's like, now when you go home and you take your you take your shoes and feet, do you just wipe them off with toilet paper or do you wash them? And it I shows her just wipe, trying to wipe the doll's feet. <laughs> With, with freaking toilet paper. It's just smearing this fudge all over the foot. You're like, oh, God. Oh, oh, it's the worst. But now, like, whenever I have to deuce in public, I feel so gross. Oh, thoroughly. It's the I worst thing ever. So I'm thoroughly gross. spoiled. Yeah. I'm Maybe so they have, spoiled. like, a pocket bidet. They actually you can, they do have portable <laughs> bidets, but I don't want to advertise to my coworkers that I'm about to deuce it up. The portable bidet is just slightly smaller than the regular one, so you like pull it out of your bag and you walk to the bathroom with it. <laughs> hey, you guys, speaking of shit, um, can we talk about the fact that uh, the Trump administration isn't going to um, disclose who, the, the, who got the uh, second wave of the, the trillion? Was it $500 billion PPP, or the? It's $511 billion. Wow. I wonder if I wonder if Roots Chris got their cut this time or if they're gonna send it back. Is that a pun? Oh, that's a double pun. You see what he did there? Mm-hmm. It's a steakhouse, mm-hmm. so you cut yeah. the steak oh. and, and you're in your Karen, so you send it back. Uh huh. Uh huh. See, I've been working on my working my game lately. Ooh, that was really good. How, we Thank haven't you. talked Thank about what you found in your home last week. What? Oh, we can. But can we first talk about how the Trump administration isn't going to disclose who got the the five hundred eleven billion dollars for I mean, the that's PVP? just it's momentary. I mean, the second that they're out of office, we'll be able to figure out all that shit. I'm hoping. Yeah, but late. that'll be well after like they've left our democracy in a shambles and crumbling, and how? all these people will have money in the Caymans and whatever. How can they have the the option of not telling us where the money went that we provided? They control the Senate a rhetorical question <laughs> sorry that's okay um motherfuckers come on yeah now. yeah yeah um and this is one of the issues where, where the democrats don't aren't going to be nearly as as vocal or as or as uh, vehement as they should or could be because once you get to a certain tier of big business they're just as deeply corrupt so they better whoever if if biden wins i'm going going to be so pissed off if they refuse to do any sort of retroactive your ass is going to jail two words gerald ford i know that's exactly what i was saying better not do that for the good in the nation we're just gonna let this no nope. fuck you i want all Obama of didn't, them yep. in j-a-i-l I appreciate and respect what you're saying but precedent especially given that obama didn't do jack or fuck for any of the um for any of the um War crimes. Uh, 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 war crimes, thank you, committed by the previous administration or Kellogg Brown and Roots, gratuitous and ridiculous and ongoing uh, uh, fleecing of the U.S. government to the best of their abilities. This is what I'm saying. Once it comes to a certain tier of um, uh, uh, corporate conglomeration and or their connections and lobbying, literally no one in the U.S. government can do anything about it because they're all beholden to it. 
well, no, we need to get <laughs> somebody. Said, what's her? What's the? What's the uh, Democrat from California? What's her name? Pelosi. No, 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 no. Uh, is it Katie Porter? Is that her name? I don't think she's from California. Oh, yeah, she's from California. She's a fucking badass. Yeah. Yes. Could you imagine if she was the attorney general? Holy shit. She, well, she's more education policy, but that would be fascinating. I know, but I mean, I think that she'd be the one that'd be... <laughs> Actually, wait, I think I have that wrong. I don't recall, but I, I don't think her basis is in law. No, she's, at least, she's I mean, law, because Elizabeth Warren was her law professor. <laughs> right, right. I'm, 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 basically, the point I'm trying to make is that I don't know if criminal law per se is her bag. Although, by all means, it's not to say that like we have to hire somebody who specializes in her field. I think she'd be fucking amazing. Uh, but... Um, yeah, she's she's badass regardless. I, I, I'm a big fan of her. That's like I don't have time for this bullshit. Uh, yes, I don't think she'd ever yes. say bullshit, would she? Oh no, she has. You know, she has. Have you oh. seen interviews lately? Yeah. She she was on Deezus and Marrow a little while ago and um, was pretty much like cursing up a storm the whole fucking time. The only time, oh, wow. only reason she's not cursing the floor of Congress is because you're not supposed to. It's actually I think in the bylaws someplace. But like on, on camera, she is entirely unafraid. Of fucking like cursing up a fucking like you know doing the sailor groove, which I greatly appreciate about her. She says things like, um, "Look, I am a mother and a wife, and I have a career, and I have to go home and make dinner. I don't have time for this bullshit." That's her, right? She says she like <laughs> I said she has a lot of charts. Charts. I like her charts. Well, and you know, as soon as she brings a pan out, you're like, oh, fuck, you're fucked, because <laughs> she knows what the fuck she's talking about. She's not here to like some of the people that um, some of her colleagues are there just to like, I'm going like clearly with the mindset of I'm going to do something that can be snipped down in just a 15 second thing to use later at a, at a campaign video. She's like, no, we're going to use the full five minutes here, sir, because I've got some questions and you're going to answer. Hmm. Her sound bites were actually her direct shit. Uh, yeah. So you want to talk about what I found in my bathroom? Yeah, and then we got to wrap it up. Okay. I mean, this is gonna be very anticlimactic. I feel like we've built this up. That's a pun, also, and you'll know why in a second. Uh, oh so I'm painting the the bathroom cabinets, and they go almost all the way up to the ceiling. Um, and so I'm on top of the the ladder, painting around the cabinet and there's a box there that has not been opened and it's what did it say hold on a second I just need to I don't want to I don't want to um, it's called a it's wand essentials it's for it's a desire dial <laughs> um, is a desire is desire dial a euphemism for something um so it's like is it a, a Hitachi device? No, it's like a, it's something that you hook up to your wand to like control the speed. Turns your two-speed so wand into a variable speed power wand. And, and again, is this wand a Hitachi device? Uh, it might be. It didn't say. I don't. This is made by a different manufacturer than that. Wand is capitalized, so does Hitachi own... The they right do make a wand per wand. se that is like you know wand TM type thing. Okay, so maybe this is this is a um, this is an aftermarket uh, accessory uh, <laughs> for your accessory. So there's somebody out in the world that's missing their uh... yeah. So uh, but you don't have the actual vibrator. I don't. I don't have it. But 
If you were to get one, you'd have a you have immediate. We could probably come up with it. a mailing address for who will send packages to if they wanted to. So, if I'm not mistaken, this is the second sex toy that's been mysteriously discovered in this podcast because John found that fap sleeve a while back. <gasps> oh yeah, I still haven't used in it in the dumpster. Yeah, I found a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little different. <laughs> You're going through not by much. Shit. Well, dumpster is different, but yeah. I smelled it. Didn't smell used. Oh, that's good. <sighs> Uh, so, so, but this, this dude hadn't even been unwrapped. Like it was in the plastic in the box. Oh, that person's mad. Oh, well, yeah, probably come get it sister. So Megan, please tell me that you've done necessary investigations to figure out what it attaches to and are considering purchasing that thing. Well, you know what? I didn't have to because I posted it on Facebook and Instagram and my friends did the work for me. So are you going to buy it or what? Uh, I don't know. It looks kind of big to put in my badge. I think it, uh, it, generally the Hitachi device is for external use. Yeah. Not oh, for internal thank use. God! <laughs> I, I was I was genuinely thinking like, oh my God! I know which one you're talking about too—the one that has like the big it's got a big mushroom bulb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that doesn't yeah, go. This, oh. that in you? Oh, it's that's... definitely Hitachi, and you should definitely look up like there. If if you basically. The, the the Hitachi, as far as I know from my my, my yeah, um, uh, vagina having friends, or at least you know friends that enjoy stimulation in that capacity, it's pretty much the gold standard of go big or go home uh, styled vibration intensity. It looks like a microphone. Yeah, it does. Man, that is. And you'll be leaf. singing solos all night long. Huh. That's another pun because you're by yourself. I mean, I'm just I'm be. rocking today. Yeah, you are. You're on it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm going to give that a think now that I know that I don't have to be a superhuman to use it. Okay, any parting no. words as we come to the end of this program? I'm um, glad mm-hmm. that you were here. <laughs> I'm glad I was here, too. Uh, basically, if y'all are, if any of our listeners out there are uh, too tired, too bored, too anxious, too whatever to get out in the streets, um, then there's plenty of organizations you can donate to. I'll happily toss some of those into the link locations. There's bail funds. There are uh, community organization funds. There's black-owned businesses you can uh, support. Um, uh, there's at, at fairly low on the priority list because we're good right now. Uh, Dallas Street Medics also has a uh, PayPalification thing or some other donation capacity for, for, for supplies if we go out in the field. But we're actually pretty good in supplies right now, which is why I'm not super excited about taking donations. Um, yeah, take care of each other, y'all. And community work, community work, fucking community work. Get to know your neighbors because that, those are the people that are going to be the most, you're going to need to trust the most going forward. Yeah, oh, I know I met that neighbor accidentally and I wasn't wearing my mask. I felt bad because she was a nurse or she is a nurse I, or she could be a vet. I don't know. She was wearing scrubs one day. Maybe she just likes comfort. All right. Well, enjoy the song Midas by Iris Loon or Looney or Luna. And uh, we'll be back next week, maybe. I might, I may, may need a week off. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, bye, guys. Bye. bye. You're so sweet, show me how you conquer it
Not much room for 